Hey everyone, and welcome back to Cocktails and Classics, where each episode we force our friend Cameron, who hasn't seen many classics, to watch one. During the movie, we'll be drinking a cocktail inspired by the movie, and we're going to give you the recipe, so hopefully you can try it at home. I'm Dylan, and joining me today are Cameron. Hey. And Ben. Hey, everybody. This week, we watched Mars Attacks. And to get everybody in the right mood, uh, we're going to talk about this week's cocktail, the Alien Secretion. Uh, we got our recipe from Tipsy Bartender. Check the show notes below if you want that recipe. Uh, it's two ounces of coconut rum, two ounces of melon liqueur, and three ounces of pineapple juice. Mix that all together. You're going to get a nice green drink. A little frothy top on there from that pineapple. Um, it's going to be sweet. The coconut is going to really take over. You might get a little bit of that melon liqueur. Uh, if you like those like sweeter drinks with a little punch, um, this one was going to be perfect for you. If you make one, send us a picture on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod and use the hashtag Cocktails and Classics. Or if Twitter is your thing, tweet us at Cocktails Class. We'd love to see what you make and hear your thoughts on how they turned out. Ew. <laughs> If you if you if you have an alien secretion, go ahead and send us a picture and tag us at Cocktails and Classics. Hashtag Dr. Love Temple to Bobby. See how your secretion comes out. <laughs> That's gotta stay in. Holy shit! Send a picture of your alien secretion and tag us at Cocktails and Classics. <laughs> send us your tribute videos. <laughs> Send us your Ray J oh. sex tape at Cocktails and Classics. I'm a fan of, of uh, coconut rum and pineapple juice. Um, so it, this was good. I just think it was, with the melon liqueur in there, definitely a little sweet. This is like a one or two. And then I can't have any more. My stomach will get upset from all the sugar. Um, but I definitely recommend, you know, to give it a try. It's It's tasty, but it's just very sweet. I do like the uh, color of it, like how it's like bright green. Yeah, makes it really nice. Makes it look drink. much like an alien secretion. <laughs> who named this? I want to know who named like this. Feel like I'm drink. drinking something very natural and and not artificially <laughs> colored. Yeah, like alien secretion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I will say, if you if you don't care about the color as much, you could like spice it up a little bit. I did like cream of coconut. And some dark like Jamaican rum, and it's actually pretty good. It's still a little sweet for my taste, but I, it doesn't just taste like licking a fucking like rock candy. It's actually. But that's exactly what I want. Okay, well then and... you can make the alien secretion. <laughs> this week we watched Mars Attacks, a 1996 film from uh, Tim Burton. Our second Tim Burton film in a week. Totally unplanned. I forgot he directed this, so. Uh, just a little, little magic, I guess. Um. <laughs> See, that's weird because I feel like I saw this, and I, if you didn't tell me Tim Burton did it, I wouldn't have known. See, I couldn't tell. I wouldn't be able to tell in the first five minutes, but there are definitely things throughout the movie that honestly felt kind of subtle, but super Tim Burtony. Yeah, I I agree there. Like. I feel like it's not like in your face that it's Tim Burton. Yeah. But after after you get into it a while and you're like, 
Yeah, I can I can see. Or I can or see these. you'll just kind of be watching. You forget it's Tim Burton, and then you see something. You're like, oh right, this is a Tim Burton movie. Um, the the church that is it Barb goes to when she's at the AA meeting, and it's that like garish pink color. Uh, definitely was straight up a Tim Burton shot. And some of the like macabre things, like the the heads. And that sort of stuff is very like I, th- I feel like of his yeah filmmaking. Um, a, a quick plot summary here is: uh, Earth is invaded by Martians with unbeatable weapons and a very cruel sense of humor. Um, currently sits at a six point three out of ten on IMDb. Uh, it's based off a trading card series from I think like the fifties. Uh, music by Danny Elfman, Ben's favorite, uh, and all-star cast jack nicholson glenn close pierce brosnan danny devito martin short sarah sarah jessica parker michael j fox jack Tom nicholson Jones, again <laughs> yeah <laughs> natalie portman uh yeah uh it's it's something to behold i would say um i i feel like it's a very divisive movie get that out of the way beforehand i feel like uh I feel like this will be one you either love or you hate. Um, Cam, was there, uh, what's your initial reaction to Mars Attacks? It was a weird movie. <laughs> it was a really weird fucking movie. Hottest um, take ever. <laughs> <laughs> that Tim Burton, he's so weird. He's it, it so was out odd. there. I don't know what I was expecting of this movie, um, but... I mean, it was clearly a parody of, like, 1950s alien movies, Um, but, man, it was odd. I mean, it was funny. Like, I I was laughing a lot of the time just because of, like, how absurd a lot of it was. Did you mention Danny DeVito is in this movie? Yeah, 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 I did. For, for like, the 15 seconds that he is in the movie. Yeah. There are so many... That was the other thing, is one of my other impressions is there were so many, like especially at the time a-list actors in this movie and i'm like what the fuck what who and tom jones i thought tom jones was gonna have like a cameo and then he's just like (laughs) in 20 minutes of the movie as a main character but not to like the end scene at the end (laughs) it's so good his disney princess scene at the end (laughs) when he starts singing it's not unusual he's just like (laughs) (laughs) the squirrels start coming towards him tom jones is a main character in this movie now that's weird. As himself. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Like he's singing he's singing on stage in Vegas and turns into a main character of the movie. Yeah. The whole like the whole dialogue between them at that where she's like, Oh yeah, like, do you know how to fly a plane? No, do you have one? Yeah. And then like Tom Jones comes over, they're like, Yeah, do you know how to fly a plane? Yeah, why? You got one? Like Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's convenient. Tom Jones, <laughs> yeah, knows, Tom how Jones knows how to fly a plane. That's cool. But then when they get to the plane, and she's like, are you sure you can fly this? I'm sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> he just starts <laughs> flipping switches until it starts. Were there any uh, memorable scenes for the movie? I mean, the one that sticks out to me is when is like the dismembered heads and like when Sarah Jessica Parker head is put on her dog's body and vice versa and then also later when pierce brosnan's head is just kind of floating detached away from his like body parts yeah that was a, it was a little macabre yeah like that's like, like that was like pretty like 
it was kind of gross actually it's like oh what was i think the thing that caught me off guard was i didn't notice it at first until like a few minutes into them showing pierce brosnan's head sitting there but just like the occasional drip mm-hmm. yeah when it was just like i would notice it and then i'd be like oh oh god <laughs> i the beginning was I, I like when there's like the running cows and they're just all on fire like you you, you having a barbecue is it filipino new year <laughs> and uh there's just like the stampede of like burning cows uh that's kind of like oh this is we're just getting right into it yeah we're just we're just we're just going full bore i think um full bovine one one <laughs> <laughs> thanks god damn <laughs> Uh, I think my favorites are the scenes um, with the president's wife. <laughs> She's just like talking about all the different parts of the White House. And then, you know, when they finally, spoiler alert, uh, when they, they they shoot the chandelier to Nancy Reagan <laughs> and you just see it drop. But then it's very <laughs> clearly like a dummy that gets crushed. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's super noticeable. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie that I thought was hysterical where they were like, oh, they're they're peaceful, civilized people. They would never hurt us. And then they like, you know, kill everyone at the first like site they land. And then they say, oh, that was a misunderstanding. And then they ha- and then they go like they want to address all of Congress. And so they send them there. And outside they have signs that are like no birds. <laughs> yeah. And then they kill all of Congress. And then even later, like the French president is like, "Yeah, they're ambassadors here. We're gonna sign a deal." <laughs> and Jack, get out of there! The get out of there! Like, get you gotta out get there. out of the room, and then they all die. It's like, come on. I love Jack Black's bit. Like he's only in the movie yeah. for a little bit, but Jack Jack Black's character is just goofy. It's just like this, everyone views him as this war hero. He grabs a gun, can't load it, grabs the flag, and goes, "I, I surrender. surrender!" Immediately dies, and then everyone's like, "He's a hero." <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I loved but, like Richie, just like his parents. Anytime he like came in the house, they would just like shit on him and be like, "Why can't you be a war hero like yeah. your brother?" <laughs> the wrong one died. <laughs> god, it should have been you. But my favorite is like even when they're getting ready to greet everyone, and you just see Jack Black, and he's like setting up the barricade. But then, like, he turns around, his uniform's untucked, his ass crack is hanging out. Like, he just looks like a slob. And then everyone just remembers him as being this great person. God. You got the freaking... <laughs> when the aliens are, like, attacking, there's all the stock footage of, like, Big Ben being blown up and, like, all the people worshipping at Mecca and stuff. <laughs> the <laughs> aliens taking this, like, the picture in front of the... <laughs> is it the Taj Mahal? The Taj Mahal. And it's being blown up <laughs> behind them. <laughs> They're bowling at Easter Island and everything. Yeah, oh, my just gosh. all the random shenanigans. Yeah, one of my favorite things is like when I think you really get it when they're in Vegas, but the aliens are like chasing people down, and they have the speaker, and it's just like, "Don't run, we're your friends." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, any memorable lines? We've already talked about a few, but one of my favorite was. Uh... After they kill Congress, Jack Nicholson's like, we got mostly a functioning government. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that exact same thing. He says, we have to let the people know we still have two branch- We have two branches of government still working, and that ain't bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> Why, I want bro? people to know I the bro- schools will still be open. <laughs> oh. I like Jack Nicholson that like when he's trying to like reason with the alien, he's like, can't we all just get along? And then he like instantly dies. <laughs> the alien like sheds a tear and then Yeah. I don't know if that was a nod to the Joker, but like when the fake hand comes off and Oh, I'm not sure. And I was kinda like, oh, maybe that's a Batman reference. Could be. I don't really understand the point of having art as a character. Like Jack Nicholson's other character. Mm. I read something about how, uh, I mean, this could be totally false, but apparently someone told Tim Burton that he couldn't kill off Jack Nicholson's character. So he wrote him two characters and killed both of them. (laughs) (laughs) See, that, that would be like... A freaking mad lad. So I don't know if that's true, but that that could be a meme. This movie seems like just such like a like a kid trying to get a mad lads like (laughs) to the front page. Is the studio's just like, well, Tim, you can't do this. Okay, I'm gonna do all of it. I'm gonna do budget. Tim, the budget for this movie is insane. Yeah, but I have to have all of these A list actors. But why? You'll see. (laughs) Gets the premiere, and they're like, God damn it! What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> I was looking up like random stuff after watching the movie, and apparently they had trouble getting people to the movie, like getting people to sign on to the movie. And then apparently Jack Nicholson was kind of like the turning point where Jack Nicholson was like, Yeah, I really want to work with you again. Because, um, you know, like he did Batman and stuff. So, like, he was like, I want to work with you again on this movie. And so once Jack Nicholson came on, like a bunch of the other actors like started calling and trying to get in as well. I did like the uh, when they're doing the alien autopsy, and uh, I believe it's Pierce Bronson's character, or Brosnan. Sorry, I fucking his last name is a wild one. Uh, <laughs> when they're doing the alien autopsy, and Pierce Brosnan's character uh, is looking at the corpse, he says, "What la- uh, what concerns me is the lack of genitalia." <laughs> that's that's really. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's character was funny because he was kind of like the one that was like, "No, they're 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 harmless. Don't worry about it. Like they're they're much more advanced than we are. They can't be violent." And he just was like constantly screwing people over. And then like the one person, it's funny because I feel like it kind of actually like flipped the trope on its head. Because I feel like the scientist is usually the one that's correct and people don't listen to, and the generals are often the ones who are like just trying to like go to war. But in this movie, it's the opposite. The, the president's listening to this scientist who's clearly, like, wrong. And the general who's like, we have to fight them. They're not, like, they just killed a bunch of people. What are you doing? And he's like, no, no, no. Stop talking. <laughs> Let me listen to this guy. I like how in the beginning he goes to the other general because he's not supporting the nukes in that. And then while they're on the way to do the greeting, he's on the phone and he's like, yeah, I, I told you. All I have to do is not not say or do anything, and I'll keep moving up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's the moral of the story. And then, like, two minutes later, he gets killed by the yep. alien. First guy. We come in peace. <laughs> oh, God. Richie, Richie and, like, Grandma and Natalie Portman at the end. Richie's like, you don't have to kiss me if you don't want to. That was such to. a cringe so fest. Cringe. <laughs> His speech at the end, too. He yeah. like starts talking. The one guy's like, can you speak up? We can't hear you. Oh, my God. Also, Natalie Portman's like, oh, my dad would be giving you this, but he's not here. <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? 
Like, yo, her parents just got murdered by aliens. And so did yours, too, probably, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, they oh did. yeah. No, they were in the trailer park. They got smashed yeah, together by the As he's robot. driving off, they pick up the trailers and just mash them against each other. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that was super cringy at the end. <laughs> I loved it, though. I, I eat up some cringe. <laughs> I <laughs> Top-tier cringe. I'm not going to lie. A lot of this movie was, like, top-tier cringe. <laughs> wow. I I understand why this movie didn't do well like in in 96, but I feel like if it were to come out today with like with where we're at with like the meme culture, I feel like this movie would be massive. Yeah, I'm surprised when I mentioned this movie to people, a lot of people were like, "Why are you watching Mars attacks?" <laughs> and I'm kind of like after watching it, I was kind of like maybe people just don't get it really i don't know because it's it's definitely satire like, oh for sure i would say this is like the anti-independence day almost. yeah it, very much yeah i would say this is like you know it has some political satire uh it has just kind of like it's self-aware of what the movie is this sci-fi invasion film and you have the guy who's like, nuke them now, nuke them now. You have the guy who's like, oh, no, they're, they're peaceful. We come in peace. They're good aliens. They're smart. And, and it kind of is, it it really just kind of like memes itself and parodies itself kind of hard on that front that it like, it never takes itself too seriously. And the, the campiness actually, you know, it made me laugh a lot. Well, I think it, it's like a it's a direct like parody of a lot of those movies like you were saying like, the yeah. 50s and 60s drive-in movies for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see this playing at a like a drive-in theater. It it feels like a B movie with a a list like the A list of A list casts at 96 like in 1996. Yeah, it it feels like a B movie that someone paid a lot of money to have made. <laughs> Well, especially too with the CGI, like those aliens can't couldn't have been cheap to CGI in. No, and the CGI it looks pretty good. For it's not being awful. Yeah. Twenty four years old. It, so, I would say yeah, it, it's kind of dated in that sense. But to be perfectly honest, the way the rest of the movie feels, the campiness of how like out of date the aliens look doesn't draw away from it. Like, it just kind of helps play into the whole campy, like, B-movie vibe it gives off. The way the the art style is, like, they didn't, it almost feels like an animation in a sense, to, to me. And, and the fact that they kind of, like, accepted that and they made it look animated, it's almost, it almost doesn't date as quickly as if they tried to do, like, this ultra-realistic alien apparently tim burton wanted to actually do stop motion for this movie but then someone convinced him to do cgi instead that makes sense stop motion very very burton-y <laughs> classic burton so i can see what you're saying though about the uh the like cartoonish type of animation style because like i said initially for stop motion it wouldn't be realistic like that anyway so that makes sense uh what i was gonna say before though is that um if, it's interesting we're watching this like right after Independence Day or like soon after because I feel like the two movies kind of go hand in hand and they even came out in the same year. Um, however, apparently, um, the people who were writing Independence Day, um, 
got wind that this movie was going to come out later in the year in like August or September or something like that or December actually. And so they were like, ah, shit, we can't have our movie come out after this movie or else it'll be a total like flop basically, or, or people won't take it seriously. And so this movie actually had a direct influence to Independence Day being called Independence Day because they decided to just put it in July and just name Independence Day. And they're like, all right, we'll figure out the rest later. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. How it works is every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection. Audible has a free, easy-to-use app that allows you to download titles and listen offline at your convenience. Dylan and Ben, what are your experiences with Audible? So I used the Audible free trial a couple years ago, um, and I've gone back to it since. Uh, I listened to Pet Cemetery by Stephen King, and I really like it when I'm driving on like long road trips. I used it to listen to one of James Elroy's uh, L.A. quartet novels, The Big Nowhere. I would definitely recommend it to anyone on the go, uh, whether it's just driving to work or for long flights. It's great. You can you know, listen to something on your phone, connect it to Bluetooth. You get to work, log into your work computer, and listen up. To start your free 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash cocktailsandclassics, all lowercase. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash cocktails, A-N-D, classics. After your free trial is up, it'll cost $14.95 per month. However, there are no commitments, and if you can't decide what to listen to at that particular month, that's okay. You can always roll your credits over for up to a year. This is typically the part of the show where Zach will take over and give us a quiz, but uh, in his absence... For the second week in a row, Ben is just becoming the, the Tim Burton expert, it sounds like, I guess. Uh, ben is going to take over the <laughs> quiz and, and give us a little trivia. Ben, real Tim Burton fan. Much like Tim Burton's uh, follow-up hit to Batman, I too am returning to give you another <laughs> another quiz. All right. All right, we gotta Ooh. cancel this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, first, I want to give a shout out to Zach for still doing all of the quiz prep and sending me the questions, so I didn't have to do any research. So, shout out to Zach. Question one: True or false? Paul Newman was originally cast as President James Dale. See, my thought process is that Tim Burton like had Jack Nicholson in mind and that he was like hell bent on getting him to be the president. But part of me thinks that this is like oddly specific enough to, to be true as well. <laughs> this he is like even some other character. Maybe yeah, I don't know. true. I'm like, but Paul Newman just out of the blue. Yeah. He's, has he ever been in a Tim Burton flick? I don't know. Maybe his dressing has been in a Tim Burton flick. Ooh, they, he makes some good dressing. Also makes a uh, good, like, pasta sauces. Newman's own. Mm, yeah. Shout out Newman's own. Especially because all their profits go to charity. So. Yeah. Shout out Sundance Kid or is he Butch Cassidy? I don't know which one he is. Uh, he might be Butch Cassidy. I was gonna say, make sure you finish that. Don't just, don't just be like, oh, Paul Newman, he's Butch. 
Big Butch, that Paul Newman. <laughs> Big Butch energy. <laughs> Shout out Paul Newman, right? <laughs> Shout out Paul Newman. All right, Dylan, answer. And, and his ranch dressing. Shout out Paul Newman and his ranch dressing. <laughs> Why do I have to go first? I know the answer to this one. Camp did too much goddamn research. Are you Ben? I know, I know. Are you fucking Ben right now? Goddamn researching bitches. Oh, if Cam looked this up beforehand, he fucking dug through that IMDb trivia page. Like he was a fucking pig looking for a truffle. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) I found the truffles. It was all the quiz questions. (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking Zach must have used Quizlet over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dylan, what's your answer? I'm going to say true. Yeah, I believe the answer is true. Um, at least I know he was considered for the role, or at least, like, selected. I don't know how far he got, but um, apparently he had objections over to the violence in the movie, so he turned it down. <laughs> All right. So we're going to head into question two. With Wait, AI. was that the right answer? Everyone got that one right. It was nice. true. Question two. Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson co-star in Mars Attacks with Danny playing Rude Gambler and Jack playing both President Dale and Art Land. But how many non-mockumentary movies have the two starred in together? Two, oh my God. four, or six? Non-mockumentary? Is this a mockumentary? No. A yes. mockumentary? Yes, this is a, this is a fictional true story of Mars attacking. <laughs> okay, well, no, set, a, mo- a mockumentary a would be like Spinal Tap, Blair Witch oh, Projects. Okay. Well, it's like a documentary, but it's all fake. Okay, I understand. Okay. I can't name a single movie they're in together, so I'm going to say two. Other than this one. Oh, but this one counts, right? I would assume. Does it count this one? No, I think he said other than this one. I didn't write the goddamn questions. No, he said other than, he said no mockumentaries. He didn't say, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to say two, I guess. I Yeah, I'm going to say two. I can't think of any movies off the top of my head. I kind of want to side with Cam, though be honest you like can. i don't you can do that i like i don't know really of any other movies i guess i'll go four uh, maybe maybe there's ones i don't know of all right well shout out to zach for a stumper um the answer was six wow also, what are right the fucking the, movies uh well the first one everyone should have thought of was one flew over the cuckoo's nest Danny i didn't know Danny devito is in that movie they literally they parody it in Always Sunny. Yeah, I know that. I know that, but I didn't know that he was in it. Yeah, oh, I know I'm right. It's the answer's <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975, Going South in 1978, Terms of Endearment in 1983. Hoffa in 1992, Mars Attacks in 1996, and Under the Boardwalk, The Monopoly Story in 2010. <laughs> oh, excuse me, what? <laughs> what the fuck is that? They, what was they that also, <laughs> Under the Boardwalk, The Monopoly Story. Don't ask me, don't know. So, Richie rocks the same alien sex fiend album t-shirt throughout the movie. Which album appears on his t-shirt? A, Acid Bath, B, Here Come Germs, or C, Another Planet? 
Which one is Richie? He's the nerd that like he's the one who saves the day. Natalie Portman. Oh, gotcha. God, I have no idea. Uh, I was gonna say A. I I think it's Acid Bath. I don't quite remember. What's the third answer? I don't think it's that one. Another planet. No. Here come germs. Oh, that's the one I was gonna say. Shit. Well, I mean, I'm gonna say it. I guess I'm gonna say here come germs. All right. With that. We have wrapped up this week's edition of the quiz. Pulling it out, possibly for the first time. Dylan! Dylan! Oh my god! <laughs> he did it. Good yes, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it only took fifteen episodes. It <laughs> took fifteen. It took fifteen episodes and an acid bath T-shirt. Barely eked it out at the end. Yes, he did. So I did the dirty work of scrounging the internet. Looking for some reviews on this movie, and I want to hear your thoughts on them. First up is from Letterboxd. This might be my new favorite review spot. Uh, from I.V, gave it a three and a half out of five stars. It says, the Martians aren't the bad guys. They destroyed the political class, the capitalists, the generals, and the media so that the Earth could be inherited by service and transit workers, black exploitation icons, gamer teens, and Tom Jones. <laughs> gamer teens! <laughs> oh that's my god. Okay, initially, when this guy. Wait, that's, uh, that's all the review is? Yes. So, oh okay, my god. so when you, when you first started reading it, I thought this was just some edgelord who was like, yeah, burn down the government, man. But then when he and said then, gamer teens, like, okay, he's just memeing. All right, thank you. <laughs> and then by the end of it, teens. I knew it was just an edgelord. And Tom Jones. Don't forget and, Tom Jones. And Tom Jones. <laughs> Black exploitation actors, gamer teens, and Tom Jones. Tom Jones has taken over Mother Nature. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Is that, I feel like, is that actually a review of the movie, or is he just memeing on us? Because I feel like that's I feel like that's. I feel like that's a meme. Uh, but he no, gave what, funny what review, his, though. Yes, what his uh, actual review in stars was, but then just gave a meme right up. Yeah, uh, Letterbox kind of seems to be a lot of meme meme reviews. Yeah, like that guy who poisoned himself with ham. Yes, yes, his expired <laughs> ham sandwich. <laughs> Never forget. Maybe he's still alive, or maybe he died after making uh, the review. But he wrote the review and croaked. So the second review I have here is from IMDb. Give it a one out of ten stars. Titled "Why Little People Was This Film Ever Made?" Question mark. From Brian one seven eight from July second two thousand. Completely unfunny and full of graphic violence. This may be one of the worst movies of the nineties. This is truly a movie that just goes to prove that a great cast doesn't equal a great movie. Its PG thirteen rating is under rating its content. The movie should have been rated R and should have been direct to video. Or not on video at all would be preferred. Waste of time and talent. But what you can expect from a movie based on a pack of bubblegum cards? A note to the review about yada yada and clockwork orange all rolled into one. Please do not compare the masterpiece clockwork to this disaster. <laughs> Is that the end? Yes. Wow. Do not compare Clockwork to this. Okay, that is a great movie. I watch it every night, and it just don't don't even talk about it. Okay, this don't even lighthearted comedy, Clockwork Orange. 
should not be compared <laughs> to to the trash dumpster fire that is <laughs> Mars Attacks. I feel like this was just an Arwoosh review that just everything went straight over it. this guy's yeah. head. You just didn't get it. You know, um, this is like the guy that's like, I don't watch many R-rated movies, but when they really zap that guy into a red painted skeleton, it really just... Yeah, also like Ooh. gratuitous violence. Like, I mean, it has some violence in it, but like... There was no blood or anything. You just, like, they literally zap people, and then they turn into a skeleton. Yeah, the only blood you ever actually see is all the aliens. That's mm. it. Like, you see, like, the whatever, the goo or whatever. You might you see get... some when uh, Martin Short's finger gets bitten off, but... Yeah, when he gets his finger bitten off, but it's, like, it's not, like, gratuitous. Yeah. Right, like it's, not no. like, it's not it's like, not like he he, they kill people, his... and they explode everywhere and blood gets everywhere which is probably yeah, what and would happen you know it's not like which is surprising it's not like comedically he pulls his finger out of the alien's mouth and it's just like spurting it's just yeah. like nope his finger's gone that's it the end you see it fly into a fish tank oh so violent those of us who had seen it wrote down our ratings based off nostalgia and memory and now i want to know if your review or your rating has changed We've kind of had a like a streak for me of movies that I I think I've seen before, but I don't really remember too like clearly. This one I kind of went in with like a three out of ten. I did not remember it that well. I kind of just remember like the pieces of it just looking terrible, and like it just being super campy and cheesy, even though you have all these great actors. I, I just remember it being bad, but watching it now, I I kind of have a new affinity for the film. Um, I'm in by no means like a Tim Burton like Stan or anything. I think he has like a place in being like this acclaimed director, but I don't think that he's great by any means. Um, I really enjoyed this film once we got into it. The first half I could speed up a little bit and really get into the fun parts once the aliens are there i think it's a great parody of like sci-fi and alien invasion movies the political satire is pretty funny it's very self-aware of itself and it's campy as hell i think the cgi holds up well because it doesn't take itself too seriously it's not trying to make like real real aliens it's trying to make these animated like cartoony looking recreations of what was on those those trading cards that this is based off of and for that i i i want to say it's a range like i you have to give it a number no range yeah well okay when i first finished the movie i I gave it a five out of ten but as i sit and it stews on me i kind of want to give it a seven i don't know i thought this movie was so much fun and it literally had me like cracking up laughing at parts. So I guess I guess if I just go in between, I, I, I guess I give it a six out of ten. I thought this movie was fun as hell, and I recommend it to people that that like campy B movie satire, just off the wall. Going off of what you said, uh I am pretty much in the exact same boat pre movie. Uh I remember kind of bits and parts of it. I remember it being kind of rough. Um, so going into it, I had it at a three as well. 
uh, after watching it, um, it's it's really hard. Like I said, I have I have two different ratings on it. Um, objectively, I think this movie would still stay at a three. Like I just, it doesn't seem like it's a well-made movie. Like it just seems like a bad movie. But at the same time, I want to give it like a seven because it's a really fun, bad movie. Like it's almost seems like it's intentionally bad to the point that it's fun and it's funny. And it's something that honestly feels like a guilty pleasure. Um, so I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with that. If you're going off of it, you're gonna have a fun time watching it. You're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna laugh. I would give it a seven. Uh, it's, it's a cult classic for a reason. I definitely understand why it, it wasn't huge, but it's a movie I definitely recommend people watch. I want to give this movie a higher rating just due to how much I did like it. Like, I, as everyone else has said, it was funny. It was intentionally bad. Like, not bad in, like, the sense that they tried to do something good. And it's not like The Room bad where, like, they tried to make something serious and they turned out with something horrible. Like, you can you can tell what they were going for. Um, and I think the execution was pretty good. That said, it's still, like, I don't know. I kind of, I want to try and rate these movies objectively, I guess. Because it's, like, part of, like, how much did you enjoy it versus, like, was the movie actually good? Um, and so for that reason, I'm going to give it a five. However... It's a soft five because I still like it's still an enjoyable movie and it's a cult classic for sure. And if you're into like, like you've said, like B movies, campy movies, even like sci fi, like you should still watch it. Um, and I think you'd enjoy it. But I think that as a movie, it is like not good in the conventional sense, you know, like it's still an enjoyable movie, but it, the, the quality is just not good in the conventional sense so I'd, I'd still give it a five even even so but with the caveat being that that doesn't mean that the movie you shouldn't watch the movie if you enjoyed this don't forget to rate and subscribe check us out on instagram at cocktails and classics pod and use the hashtag cocktails and classics to send us your movie and drink recommendations tell us how your alien secretion looks we'll tell you if it's healthy or not and share us with your friends and as always, <laughs> Jesus, come on. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, uh. And share us with your friends. And as always, watch responsibly. God. <laughs> say, say hi to Cocktails and Classics, Mom. Hi, Cocktails and Classics. <laughs> I love you. Oh, oh, oh nice, that's sweet. What a nice note from what our What a fan. sweet thing to say. <laughs>